1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and member FDIC. You,
2: you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been
1: trying to make an urgent phone call up there.
3: Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. caller. Prank caller. Prank caller. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show, the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, please feel free to do so. The phone number here is six zero eight five zero one zero seven one eight. New callers go directly to the front of the line. We don't have any new callers today, so let's get started with Nate.
4: Oh, Ryan, hey. uh, do you remember? Um, no, this was uh, this was a while ago when we when our season first ended and we kind of started looking at the uh, defensive coordinator after Joe Barry was, was fired. So um, it was a two, a couple of weeks ago, but I said on Twitter, I said, you guys are going about this all wrong. When you kept naming all these guys, I said, you need to look at who they're interviewing and you need to look at who Matt LaFleur's uh, drinking buddies are just his buddies, like his guys that he, that he wants to hang out with all the time. And I, I it was kind of a half joke at that point, but, uh, clearly, um, clearly it was, it was right. That's, uh, that's just gotta be how we look at things now. Um, apparently, Goody just, uh, just, just lets him have free, free range and he's just like, yep, hire whoever you want, even though you've gotten it wrong, um, a couple times now. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know, man. It's just, like, I, I want him to come in and I want him to be the next, the next great, defensive coordinator, but it just it does not feel like the strategy that has been working. And we've I don't know. It's it's just been so bad with defenses lately that I'm just like, why why are we like trying to do something different? Why are we changing our formula? Why does Goody not see that Matt LaFleur just maybe doesn't know how to how to hire a defensive coordinator and maybe he should handle this? I you know, that's kind of just where I'm at. So, I don't know. Go
3: thank God. Well, this call came in on Thursday. I'm assuming at this point you've heard the update that that report was complete nonsense. Um, I don't even know exactly where that one came from. I know the other one. Um, I found the article, and as soon as I read it, I was like, there's absolutely nothing here. I don't know where this, like, they're very close friends thing came from. But it sounds like they're more casual acquaintances than anything else, which, you know, the list of casual acquaintances to a guy that's worked at numerous different places – and there's also friends with people who are friends, you know his brothers worked with a thousand people and Salah's worked with a thousand people, Shanahan and all these guys they've all worked together. I'm sure they've met up, and you know they talk occasionally i don't I don't even know if these two guys talk, but I mean they obviously know of each other, but it sounds like that report was was mostly garbage. um they're really not very close at all. I think if well actually that, that report was false too. I was trying to th- I was gonna say if he's wanted to pick a friend, he would have gone and I was trying to think of somebody, and I was like, oh wait actually. I- I think uh, him and Staley it was reported really didn't like each other, but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if, if if the whole thing was has to be somebody that he doesn't know, well, now we're now we're making the pool too narrow, right? So we we have to. I don't want you to hire somebody because you know them, but I don't want you to take them off the list because you know them also. So um, again, I don't know how close they are, but it was early on reported that they were close, and then later reported by I think Silverstein, who is the self appointed. Um, like fact checker, which, to be fair, I mean, I, I do trust what he puts out there. So uh, he said that they're not very close. So we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm, I'm not uh, concerned about that issue anymore.
5: Hey Ryan, it's Aaron from Eau Claire. So uh, I was just listening to your podcast. You were talking about uh, making t-shirts or making different graphics and images, and sure. how you enjoy just making things. Yes. Um, and I just wanted to say. Um, I really relate to that and I appreciate you mentioning that because, um, you know, I've mentioned before, I'm a a professional musician and, you know, creativity is a big part of what I do, but outside of music, I just really love making things. Um, and, uh, just for the, just for the fun of it. And so, uh if you haven't checked it out um this is kind of a whole other level of commitment i guess okay. but uh i just got a 3d printer uh, oh, a few yeah. weeks ago and i've been experimenting with it and printing some fun stuff out um it's really fun it is like you have to be you have to want to do it right. otherwise it's just another thing sitting in your house but um but i've really enjoyed it uh anyways um i was curious what uh what are your favorite websites to make stuff like t-shirt designs and stuff like that? Um, cause I know there's a a bunch of them out there, but I'm not sure which ones, um, you know, to uh, go to if you want to just mess around, um, which ones do you like? Um, and also, uh, just, uh, what else do you like to make? What, what, uh, what What is the range and scope of your creative endeavors? Uh, we'd love to know. Okay, see ya.
3: Yeah, so like like I said, I mean, it makes sense for you as a musician, but for me, you know, being more of a, I guess, I think it's left brain kind of a person, more math oriented, and, uh, you know, creativity has never been my jam, but I think it first manifested itself kind of early in entrepreneurial stuff. Um and it, it did kind of manifest as sort of an artistic endeavor in that I just enjoyed watching it grow and building it and and dreaming about what it could become. And, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, finances are a part of it, but I found out that through doing it, I just enjoyed bringing things to life. And when it worked, it was so cool to see it take that next step. And the podcast has been fantastic because it's it really just is about growth and expansion and just kind of having fun with that kind of a thing. Um I think after a while I kind of became complacent on that side of it because it's kind of a lot to manage as it is. I haven't really been endeavoring to be like, okay, what's the next step? And then every time I think about it, I step into it and I'm like, this is too much. So, but that, that was kind of the big one. Um, I, I did start to realize, um, like I said, with the t-shirts and stuff, it was kind of cool. Um, obviously I'm not like actually drawing any of the things or anything like that, but it, it's still like if, if I were using, I used to pay people, which is kind of different, but um i really like obviously ai as you know and it's cool to kind of manipulate that and play with that and learn about different design styles and see what they can come up with and there's some pretty cool stuff that have that has been done um and it's just cool to i mean even if you guys come up with something to just slap it on a t-shirt and again i, I don't expect anyone to really buy it some of them are pretty cool and people do but um I, I guess i'm just kind of learning that side of myself also i mean music is another one where i i really feel like it'd be cool to be able to make it, but it's also just such a commitment to actually learn how to do that. Um, I feel like that's one of those, if I ever, if I ever wanted to just get a hobby, it would have something to do with music. I I don't know exactly what. I can't imagine myself playing an instrument, but yeah, I I guess I'm just kind of uh, exploring that side because I always kind of just resign myself to anything artistically related. Oh, I guess food would be another one. Food is a big one, actually, because that's another one where you're trying to really create this dish, you know? And I like complex things, not just, you know, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I really love, you know, the, these in-depth recipes with a bunch of ingredients and I don't know. I just, I enjoy that. So, so yeah, it's kind of new. I'm just kind of learning that side of myself, I guess, because I didn't think that that existed.
6: Ryan, what's up, buddy?
7: i from Madison. How are you? Good. So it's uh, February 1st here in the morning and... I actually see you have posted a podcast about this. I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts on a new defensive coordinator. I just saw that, I guess it happened yesterday evening. Um, been kind of researching the guy a little bit. Um, man, I'm excited. I'm, I'm really excited that, uh, I mean, I don't, obviously I don't know what's going to happen, but <clears throat> it would have been a lot less exciting if it was like Wink or
5: yeah.
7: Daly or somebody that just had kind of felt a little retread. Ish, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not saying that that means this guy's gonna be great, but uh, just looking at kind of his path through um, his career, I mean, it's pretty exciting, you know. Um, one of the things that I, I thought there's a lot of great candidates, and I thought that the search it appeared was pretty exhaustive. Um, I know there's been some rumors that well, he was a friend of Lafleur's. Like, I don't know. I don't know how. A. fala is a friend of LeFleur's. He's a pretty good coach. Right. So I don't know if that's a disqualifier. And B, I don't know how good of friends they are. I mean, what? whatever. I, I don't necessarily think there's some, like, you know, I don't know if nepotism is the right word there. Maybe not. But you know what I mean? Like, if he's hired just because he's his friend. I don't think that's true. Yeah. I really don't. I, I, it just doesn't seem like that's the case. But we'll, I guess we'll find out more. Um, But this guy's kind of exciting. Like, because I, I, what gave me pause about the other cats that we interviewed was just uh, most of them didn't have any experience calling defenses. And that was just the thing that I kind of was like, yeah, I'd like to have you just have at least called a few games, you know. But I like the idea of the young innovator. And this guy wasn't on my radar at all. I don't think he was for most of us. But I love the fact that here's a guy who's a young innovator who's got some uh, really nice, you know, bona fides with sure. uh, Ohio state and definitely working with the, you know, the San Fran coaches. And then I can't imagine dude, recruiting, being a coach for Boston college has got to suck. Yeah. It's got to be terrible. I mean, I don't know how much coaching you do anymore, the head coach.
3: Exactly. So I
7: don't know like how much success or lack there'll be had there. I don't know how much stock I'm going to put into that just with the the college collegiate atmosphere right now being the way it is. But Here's a guy that's got the best of both. He's got experience calling plays and running the show, but he's also a young up-and-comer. So, yeah, man, I'm pretty excited. If the rumors are true, though, that they're retaining the staff, I'm going to drive up to Green Bay and slap some people. Right. You want to keep a couple people fine, but let's clean house. Start over. All right. Peace.
3: Yeah, and it looks like they're doing that. So, um, you know, I I had talked to uh, a few different people, you know, kind of, picking JJ's brain about him. I talked a little bit to Clayton about his thoughts on it. Um, But I'm, I'm leaning toward when when you say like, what defense is this going to be? I'm leaning toward the jets. I know everybody's kind of saying 49ers, but I mean, first of all, 49ers and jets are very similar, but there's one key difference. That is the 49ers are very zone heavy and the jets are very man heavy. So the jets, I think would be a better um, example of a defense that, that we're going to be heading toward. If I had, I mean, again, I'm just, I'm just kind of guessing. Um, obviously, there's going to be some differences and whatnot, but I kind of look forward to digging into the Jets and, and how they do things and the kinds of people that they have and um, and don't have. They kind of let a few people walk as well, um, notably, you know, linebackers and whatnot. So it is a little bit ironic that um, Rodgers leaves to go get to a good defense. And first thing the Packers do is say, hey, how can we be the Jets defense? <laughs> but we'll see. I'm I'm uh, I'm excited. Like I said, I'm just excited to kind of learn about it a little bit. It's kind of exciting to do something new, you know, just for the sake of doing something new. It doesn't mean it's going to be good, but, you know, you kind of feel like you have at least a slight grasp of how this is going to go, and we've seen it already. And uh, I don't know. It's just it's just fun to learn stuff, I guess.
7: Hey, Kyle again. Hey. I just want to finish my point there. Um, if, if indeed it is true, and, and my God, I if this is true, I'll be so disappointed if they're like just going to screw this new DC by making them keep all these players. But boy, that'll be one of the most surprised and disappointed things that I've had about the management of this team in a while. I mean, that, that will shock me. I hope that is not true. And I suspect it's not true. Yeah. Um, so I'll hold judgment on that till I understand if that's really the case. That was the smart Lord. thing to do. So I won't quite <laughs> drive up there and start slapping people yet, but we'll see. Um, as far as being an innovator, like that's what I wanted. I don't know if this guy is an innovator. I guess just because he's young, I shouldn't assume that. But even more importantly than an innovator just, is just—is it can he can he be a teacher? Yep. You know because. And I'm assuming because he's been a head coach that he's had to be a teacher. Um, because if you look at this defense, yes, there's, there are personnel deficiencies. We knew that going into the season um, linebacker. They need another safety, maybe two, you know, another corner. We get it. There's, we just aren't in a financial position to like not have holes yet on defense. However, If the new guy can just get – if he's just not afraid to play a little bit of press instead of playing off 300 yards on third and four, and if he can just get these guys to be assignment sure. Yeah. I really like our chances. I mean, imagine if this year – let's say the Packers' like overall rank at the end of the year is like 13th or 14th or something, right? But maybe they are top 10 in a couple statistical categories. Maybe even they – get in the top five in one of them. But like overall, at the end of the year, they're like 13th or something. You know what? I'm cool with that. Just be assignment sure. Just don't don't – how many times this year was the big – when when something did happen, it was like just a miscommunication or just people weren't assignment sure. They just didn't do the thing that they were supposed to do. So if this guy can come in and just at a minimum get them doing that, I mean, hell, if they would have done that this year. If they would have done that this year, they'd probably win at least two more games. And you're you're talking about what an 11-win team, even with Barry. So and the big holes on defense, which you'd assume they're going to be able to plug some of them, if not all of them. So, come in and be a good teacher. Get guys where they need to be, and and uh, just be smart at freaking situational football, and I'll be
6: happy. All right. Talk to you later.
3: No and and that's that's his whole thing, you know, that's that's what he's most known for I think is just making it really easy for guys to comprehend what their assignments are and what to do. So, and the other good thing about that is it's going to be sink or swim on the players, um assuming he's able to actually execute on that and teach because it's going to be a matter of, you know, if if you know what you're doing and um you just physically can't get it done, then then that's just a you thing. You know what I mean? If we, if we do everything we can to make sure you get it and you get it, and that's one of the things I heard Dusty talk about at Boston College is they seem like they knew what they were doing. They were assignment sure. They just weren't good enough. They're not fast enough. They're not strong enough, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, I agree. If we can just get to that point where they know exactly what to do and they're doing it, um, then it'll be easier to analyze do we have the players or not because, you know, if they're doing it right and it's just they just can't get it, they don't have the horsepower or whatever – well, then we got to find somebody that can, you know, if we get them on, in the right spots, kind of like we saw down the stretch with Barry there where guys are in the right spot, they're just not making the plays. They're not making the tackles. Um, then it's sort of a, okay, that's, that's uh, we, we got to make some changes here. So that'll be nice to kind of be able to not have to debate between, well, we probably will anyways, but not have to debate between, is it the players? Is it the scheme? Is it the, the coach, whatever, can just kind of look at it and say look it's working but we got to get a guy that can do this so we'll see if we can get to that point um since we're starting to close in on uh these calls here why don't we go ahead and take a little bit of an early break if you want to support the podcast you can do so at patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy you can do it for as little as a dollar a month would be greatly appreciated if you could we'll take a break we'll be right back And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at eBayMotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks.
0: Hello, uh, caller number five here. Hey. I just had to call because the goot presser has me hot and bothered. That is, oh man, that man sounds like he's about to go sicko mode this year <laughs> and just completely go all in. Um, they're not stupid about the way they do it too, so I'm not too worried about that. I just think he sees it, man. He sees what he has in front of him, yeah. and he knows he has to capitalize, and he knows he he has the tools to do so. I'm so excited for this season, man. This is going to be great. We got our new DC, who I'm super excited about. We got our we got our GM in kill mode now. Uh, we got Terminator Goody, and he's <laughs> coming for blood. Uh, I did find it interesting that he immediately said no on the Jair trade, which makes sense. Yeah. Immediately said yes on wanting. Uh, Aaron Jones back. And then when asked about Bach, it was, uh, oh, you know, we got to wait and see. And he's, you know, dealing with his health issues. And, yeah. you
5: know,
0: very, very gm answer, which I think is a little telling. I wonder how you feel about it. But anyway, I'm excited that we have the T2000 or the T1000 Terminator version of GOOT coming this year. I cannot wait for the draft and free agency Oh, man, this offseason is going to be fun. All right, that's all I got. See you.
3: Yeah, that's the hope, man. I, I, I'm sure he does, but you just hope as a fan that they see what we see, you know, that that sort of similar to the Aaron Rodgers MVP thing where it's like, I didn't really expect it to be this good, but we got we to gotta go get it right now. And um, yeah, we'll see how it goes, man. But I, I think he fully understands and they've got a pretty good picture of what they have and don't have. Maybe it's sort of, let's go another year of cleaning up the cap and... Um, evaluating and, uh, you know, get this DC rolling to see what we have and what we need there before we officially go all in. And I don't mean all in and necessarily a reckless way, but just in terms of like, let's go get that dude. Um, although, I mean, you're always going to do what you're going to do. I mean, if there's a guy there that makes sense, that's a stud and you can afford him or whatever, you're going to do it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as the Bakhtiari thing, it's kind of like I mentioned when I, um, whenever it was, I talked about it, but I mean, there's two ways to look at it. One is, you know, they know he's gone, but they don't want to just say it. So they kind of politic the answer a little bit. And then the other is just simply he he said what he means and he means what he said, which is, you know, I can't say yes. It, it very well be that his time here is done, um, but we do want to wait and see how he looks physically. And obviously, we'd have to talk about the financial part of it because that's a pretty big factor. Um But at the same time, it's still David freaking Bakhtiari. And if it comes to the unlikely situation where he is healthy, not just right now, but to the point where we trust that he'll be able to make it the rest of the year and hopefully beyond this year. And if he's willing to uh, restructure, redo uh, whatever his contract, I don't exactly know all the options there, but um, obviously Russ Ball does, then there's a chance. But I, I, I do think it's probably a long shot. Especially, as I mentioned, I think yesterday, um, especially for a team that likes to get out a year early as opposed to a year late. I mean, this feels like a classic. You move on, he goes somewhere, he has a great year, and it's like the last time he has a great year, you know, if he even finishes out the year. But yeah, it's, it is it is exciting because I, I I agree. I think Gutekunst knows what he has, and I think he's going to do some damage, and I'm pretty pumped about it.
4: Hey
2: Ryan, it's Aaron. I haven't called in a long time hey. and uh, a lot's happened since the last time I've called. That as is well true. as you're really far behind, so this might not uh, reach the glorious ears of you <laughs> and the rest of Packernet Nation um, until training camp. Um, but, anyways, so. I've got a little song that I'm going to sing that <laughs> I'm go. sitting in traffic and I'm bored, so I'm going to sing a song.
8: Okay. So here it goes.
2: Ba-da-do. 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 What's your name? It's Jeff Hadley. Who's that? Who's that? I don't really know. I've never heard the name before yesterday, Um but he's our new... Defensive coordinator not named Joe Barry and it's the time of the season for
4: Jap. You know what
3: this sounds like to me? That scene from Elf when his dad tells him to sing and he's or oh no, uh when he's in a mall. I'm in a mall and I'm singing and I'm in a mall and I'm singing. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's the time of the season for Jeff athletes. whoever that is. Um, he, I, that I mean, like everyone else in the world, um, that took me completely off guard. And it like for me, it was like the Jaden Reed drafted, right? Whereas it it's like, who the heck is this guy? Like, what? I know nothing about him, right? I've never heard the name before, and then. I, like, do a little research, listen to some podcasts, kind of see what's up and whatever. And I'm just like, I kind of dig this pick. Um, And I am more than okay with Jeff Hasley. Um, He seems to be kind of decent. Um, And it's really hard to find press conferences of him, to be honest, like, hear him talking from what I've been able to find. But, um, I think he's got the kind of stuff that we need. Like he's excited to play press man, um, and press man coverage, and hopefully that's to mean press spin Smith man coverage. Um, I mean that might at some point, but um, so. yeah, I'm I'm excited for this. Uh, go Pat, go! uh we'll see how it goes in the end really um yeah i have this problem where i call you while i'm driving and then the phone gets away from me so i can't just hang up right away (laughs) so this is me just talking instead of hanging up
3: um i'll spare you we'll just stop it i have that power um well i appreciate being serenaded by you aaron every time that that happens and yes, he's going to be a much more aggressive uh, defensive play caller, that's for sure. And like anything else, whether or not we actually like it is going to come down to whether or not it works, right? If he's aggressive and we suck, then we're going to hate being aggressive and we're going to want to like slow down a little bit. But at the end of the day, just just be good, you know? That's what I want. It's going to be more fun to watch good and aggressive, but uh, just be freaking good, you know what I mean? That's all, that's all I'm asking for. Is that too much to ask? I feel like it's not.
6: Hey, Ryan. It's Jersey Mike. Hey. Uh, so, I know you're you're plenty of calls back, and eventually you'll get to this. And hoping this part hasn't been covered. So, Jeff Happley, your DC. Um, excited that JJ's excited. Uh, me and JJ don't agree on a lot, but you know what? I, he was the first one, and I liked his uh, analysis so far. So, and I like the I like the uh, Breaking News podcast. Too. It was informative. But I, I think there's two things that we might be missing here. Number one, I've already told you, this boy's from Jersey. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but when we get Jersey boys, man, they, they, they're big-time guys. So, uh, yeah, you know, let, let's remember. We got Rashawn Gary. We had, uh, man, why am I forgetting his name? Rasul Douglas, there you go. And uh, Mike Daniels is a Jersey boy. I mean, the more Jersey boys the better. Uh, I'm telling you. Uh so, so, I like that attitude. Uh, and the second thing is, you know, I'm listening to some of the things that Happily is saying, and, and I'm going back and I'm watching our defense. And I remember that Matt Lafleur at one point took over or went into the meeting room and was, was trying to dictate the defense how they should be doing better.
8: Um,
6: and I'm thinking, you know, nobody knew Jeff Hafley was this guy It was trying out for our defensive coordinator position. And I'm thinking to myself, is it possible that Matt Lafleur, towards the end of the season gave a call up to his buddy and said, hey, he's not doing anything right now. Give me some advice. What, like, like, let's see what these guys have been doing and tell me what you would do. And Lafleur brought that into the and said, hey, you need to make these changes. And our defense somehow got significantly better down the stretch there. I don't know what happened, but maybe it was a Jeff Haftley-Matt LaFleur connection. And maybe the reason we heard nothing about him coming in for an interview is because he didn't need to come in for an interview. Matt LaFleur and Brian Gutekind and Mark Murphy were already like, hey, this is a guy that with no time at all and not changing too much, gave us some ideas and said, hey, do this. And he got better like that. So maybe that was the interview process, and yep. uh, now we're seeing the the fruits of the that labor, right? Fruits of Matt Lafleur going going to his buddy and saying, "Hey, we need help here. What can we do?" Um, I'm excited to do some four uh, three. Here's the deal, though. I think we're going to need two linebackers, uh, two inside linebackers, and I'm excited to see who we get in the draft. Anyway, okay, go.
3: Well. I uh, didn't think much of the Jersey boy thing until you kind of highlighted who's been from Jersey. So now I'm a little bit excited, that's for sure. And um, I mean, I love a good conspiracy theory as much as anybody. It's not really what it is. But I mean, I'd have to guess that's not the case, but maybe. I mean, I guess you probably wouldn't call up like Sala because it's like F you. You're, you know, a different team. So maybe you reach back into college to see if anybody has any ideas. But let's just go with sure. Why not? Sure. Halfley from all the way out in Boston and fixed our defense at the end of the season. Oh, that would be the best thing ever.
8: Hey, Ryan. Scarrett Garrett from hey. Sun, Illinois. Uh, just finished watching uh, Wednesday night's practice on TV for the Senior Bowl and also watched uh, the East-West game. And, man, um, I know that I called in a few days ago about saying – Bring back Aaron Jones, bring back A.J. Dillon, which I still believe uh, those guys could be had a team-friendly price. I would bring them both back at a very, very team-friendly price. Um, but I I didn't really articulate how I felt about drafting a running back. I still do believe we should draft one. Um, there's always, you know, drafting the best player on the board is always, you know, a key thing to do that Green Bay does very well. But this guy had jumped out. Last night that I was watching from the Raging Cajuns, I think his name's Kabodi. Don't quote me on that, but that guy looked so fast out of the backfield and he ran it's with, I mean, it just, he was just running guys over. I was, it was just electric. It was such a different kind of style just than what the other guys were doing. And Gore looked really, really good, but that guy kind of looks, uh, I know he's the son of Frank Gore. He looks good, but he doesn't look big. You know, uh, he may be a really durable back like Frank Gore, his dad, but, uh, this other guy, the Raging Cajun, I mean, I can't wait to hear more from uh, Jake about this guy. Uh, hopefully he highlights him because he really, really stood out. It was incredible. So I'm really excited to get in about running backs a little bit and, I was surprised, I mean, there are some really talented players out there, Ryan, and I think Green Bay, as they do every year, they managed to pick players that, uh, second, third, fourth rounds that nobody saw or was on their radar. And I believe there's some guys in this group that they definitely could pick from that will just surprise everybody. But, uh, I'm, I'm still very, very, very seriously thinking that, uh, now that we've got a, New defensive coordinator that was a defensive back coach. I think we're going to go real heavy in fill in the spots that he feels that we're the weakest. And I think uh, there's some blue-chip defensive backs top of this draft that we could uh, manage to pull in. So I'm all for it. So uh, go Pack Goat.
3: I have no idea who you're talking about. I'm trying to find the guy. I don't see any... Louisiana running backs at all. The only Louisiana Lafayette guy that's on this big board is an offensive tackle by the name of Nathan Thomas. Let me see if I can find out who you're talking about here. Talking about a deep dive here. Jacob Cabote, Louisiana Lafayette. You know, the more work I do to try to make sure that I can actually converse with you guys, like, all right, I got a bunch of, so he's talking about running backs, bro, I got some running backs, I'm ready. He's like, you know, Jacob Cabote? freaking who the heck is Jacob Cabote? Dude's been in college for six years, so he's going to be up in age a little bit. Spent three years at Texas A&M, and actually, it was 2017-18-19 at Texas A&M. Nowhere in 2020, and then 2021-2-3 two and three at Louisiana Lafayette. So it's been, his rookie year was 2017. So that's seven years. And I got all these notes on all these guys, and not a single website mentioned Cabote looking good. By the way, I want to brag a little bit. still don't know how to say the guy's name. But didn't I tell you if I had to pick a guy that was Aaron Jones like it would be this Dylan Lobby guy? I got to look up how to say his stupid name. I forget. I, got, I, I can't be doing this. Lobby. Dylan Lobby. That was my dude, Dylan what Lowby. And guess who everybody's talking about now? Everybody's a Dylan Lowby fan all of a sudden. Well, who freaking told you? Can't tell you much about your guy who's a raging Cajun, but I appreciate you bringing up running backs so I can brag about the fact that I had Dylan. And Now now, now I'm kind of annoyed because it's like, oh yeah, Dylan Lowby Hive over here. Like, bro, F you. <laughs> get your own thing. Bunch of people start talking about him, so everybody suddenly is like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm part of the crew. Like, get out of my face. He's my guy. Get your own guy. Seriously. People post highlights and they're like, oh yeah, that's my guy because I watched your highlights and they're dope. Shut up.
8: Hey, back daddy. Um can somebody get Jake Shavink some sunscreen and maybe a cheese sombrero to uh protect his uh northern uh fair skin. <laughs> uh man that guy is looking pretty red. Uh maybe next year we can uh take up a collection for him and uh send him down with some uh stuff, uh care package before he goes to do some scouting.
3: I'm out. Yeah, it's uh we got a we got a pretty small operating budget here, so all we could afford were um nothing. Nothing at all. But um someday, someday we'll be a massive enterprise and I'll be able to send people on private jets to go do stupid stuff. That'll that'll be the goal. So far though, uh nothing. We got nothing.
8: Jake Shavink face is so red. <laughs> you would think that the guy walked in on his parents wrestling naked. <laughs> oh jeez. Thank you, Garrett. What do all of these people have in common? (laughs) Weathermen, government officials, defensive coaches for the Green Bay Packers. They all get job promotions, even though 99% of the time they are wrong. That rant that you had for Packernet about the coaches... Keeping their jobs or getting promotions like Gray and all these other guys. I say that rings right up there, Ryan, as one of the most hilarious, heartfelt, yeah. ethically true rants that you have ever, ever, ever <laughs> broadcast. Thank you. I wish every Packer fan could hear that. <laughs> I wish every person that works at 1265 to hear that rant, because it's true. I don't understand how some of these guys can keep their jobs. I really, really don't. I don't understand how you can keep going to your friendship well and try to hire people that you have in your friendship circle instead of hiring the best person out there, for Pete's sake. I, I really, 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 truly hope that... This new defense coordinator is really good. I would love to eat my words. I'm trying not to be negative. I'm trying to be optimistic, Ryan, but still. Green Bay is notorious for this pattern, uh, and is it's getting old. For once, please just do the right thing and bring in a new group of guys with some new ideas, with a new message. That these players will respond to and that we can get everything out of these guys, all this potential that they have. I feel like they have tuned out or they are in a system that they are so comfortable with that they are just doing the daily grind and not, not performing up to their potential. So I really wish more people could hear that rant, Ryan. I, I, it, it was a masterpiece. Chef's kiss. <laughs> I
3: know. Well, thank you. And I'm again, I'm glad that some of my fears have been alleviated. And you know, again, I don't know. Maybe there is still an element of, well, I know the guy and people that you know, my brother worked with him and guys that I know trust him or whatever. So you, you take that over. Maybe somebody that you think might seem like a more qualified candidate. I don't know. But um whatever. They have a direction, they're going in a direction, and uh seems like they found a guy that um Is a pretty good candidate for, you know, as we mentioned before, teaching, making sure guys are up to speed and and really respected for making sure guys know what they're doing. So if you can do that, and if you can, you know, run a defense that is similar to what successful defenses are doing right now, then I see no reason why this thing can't work. But we'll see how she goes. We'll take one more final break. We're, We're down to seven calls, so we'll see if we can maybe rip through all these, um, see how long it takes, but we'll take a break. We'll be right back.
9: Ryan, Ryan, hey, Ryan, hey, hey, hello, Ryan, hi, hi, hey, Ryan. Hey. Uh, Chuck Bob here,
3: uh, driving through Wisconsin.
9: Oh, hey. Thought I'd roll down the window and yell and say hi to you. I see th- how you were doing.
3: Wondering who was yelling that.
9: Anyway, having a good time out here. It's cold. <laughs> Back in Florida, it's, so, you know, in the 60s and 70s. Anyways, we're heading for Seattle, and we've made it uh, just past uh, Madison here. Thought I'd give you a call. Uh, now that I've had a chance to think about it, I love the uh, idea of what we're doing with the new defensive coordinator. I hope he's successful. And um, looks like he's going to be a lot more aggressive. And uh, I like that part. Anyways. Not to my question. And, you know, Goody likes to draft multiple players when he thinks the position is is of need. He'll draft like three of them Mm -hmm. and uh, throw them at a position. So I thought I'd give you the the positions that Green Bay uh, needs the most. Obviously not quarterback and not wide receiver or tight end. So on the offensive side, would he pick three at running back or offensive line? And then on the defensive side, um, we've got defensive linemen and pass rushers, but uh, linebackers and safeties, or if you want to make a category of defensive packs, we've got uh, five draft choices in the first three rounds and probably will pick up two or three free agents. So of that grouping, defensive back, linebackers, offensive line, and running backs. That's those four groups. Which one of those groups do you think Goody will go ahead and pick up? Three people. Ah, there's a Bears fan waving his hands at me. There he is. <laughs> hey, this is a Packers show. You you say hi. Hi. Actually, I got a Packers shirt. Do you? Yes, oh, I got a uh, uh, jersey. Yeah. Yep, me okay. and my wife. Guy's got a bear's head up. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Ryan, that was my question. I just made a bear fan friend. <laughs> so, you have a good one. See ya. <laughs> Trucker <or> Bob out.
3: <laughs> Trucker Bob's just living the dream. Oh boy. Um I mean, I would love to say offensive line. And I do think there's gonna be some investment there. But when you say specifically DB, talking corner and safety, if we're going to scattershot something, that feels like the right thing, especially with an incoming new defensive coordinator who's a DB coach. You go out and get that guy, some of his boys, some of the guys that he sits down and watches the tape on them, and is like, that's my guy right there for sure. I mean, remember, Matt LaFleur basically handpicked Jordan Love as the guy that could run his scheme. I'm sure Quay Walker was real high on Joe Barry's list. I mean, I'm not saying this guy's going to be able to come in and just make his pick, but I'm sure there's going to be some collaboration on that. So again, if we're talking corners and safeties, I would borderline be surprised if we don't come away with three. Now again, it depends how the, the draft falls, and sometimes you get toward the end and you realize there's just not a ton of options, and I'm really not sure where the draft is, is kind of deep and loaded, but that would be my first guess with with offensive line probably following closely behind.
6: Hey Ryan, it's Jersey Mike. Hey. Um. So, I don't know what day it was. Maybe it was two days ago, three days ago. I called in talking about, um, you know, my draft picks from a recent mock draft. And um don't know if you touched on any of the guys or looked into them. Um, but one guy I, I really liked, and was highlighted in that call, was Peyton Wilson, uh, number 11 out of NC State. Um, <clears throat> I was looking around, you know, to see all the guys who would fit our defense. And I'm under the impression we need two linebackers. Um, Isaiah McDuffie is great. I, I think he's a good piece on our defense. Clay Walker is obviously our starting inside linebacker. I don't believe we should retain Campbell. Um, even if we only save $2 million by releasing him, that's $2 million uh, that we could save. And then the year after that is even better, I believe. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, it is. Um, but I just wanted to go back to Peyton Wilson, uh, number 11 at NC State. He is a tall, rangy linebacker. Um, and when I say rangy, I mean he, he can come out of nowhere and make a tackle from behind. Uh, he, he's that text, um as a linebacker. So what, what does he do that pertains to our defense? Well, um, I've been hearing this new thing about a Viper linebacker. And you know what is the ideal viper linebacker? The ideal viper linebacker is like six to six two, uh, about two hundred to two hundred and twenty pounds, somewhere around there. So basically, looking for a running back, but a guy that you knows how to cover, a guy that can play in the run game, and a guy that can uh, what do you call it? blitz? Um, so basically, you're asking this guy to wear three hats. He's a he's a secondary guy, he's a linebacker, and he's a pass rusher, um, which is insane. But the guy who is doing that right now, or did that right now in college, is Peyton Wilson. Uh, he is absolutely that Viper linebacker role. They'll have him off the edge in a stand-up uh, position. They'll have him as the inside linebacker, and they'll have him as an outside linebacker in a traditional 4-3, um, or 3-3. They, they've run some weird schemes at NC State. Anyway, um, just watched him versus Notre Dame. He had some problems with Joe Alt. Joe Alt is a first-round pick, but at the same time, Joe Alt just didn't manhandle him. Um, i reckon there's there's a few problems with his game. Um, well, tiny few, honestly. Uh, the first biggest problem is I think his coaching. Um, there, I've seen a few plays where he just allows a guy out of the backfield um, instead of you know checking him as he's coming around out of the backfield and going for his pass rush or whatever the guy he was supposed to be on. And the guy who leaps out of the backfield who he didn't touch goes out for a touchdown. Um, that's a coaching thing because it looks like he be-
3: Whoops. Part two.
6: Jersey like I got cut off. Um, so it, it looks like he believes that the guy um, who he's letting pass is supposed to be covered by somebody behind him. And, and that is not good. But at the same time, that's a coaching thing in my opinion? Um, so, <clears throat> that, that, that's the bad. The good, he's ranging sideline to sideline. He sticks his nose in there hard in, run, uh, in the run defense. Uh, he can get washed out a little. I believe they're going to ask him to put on some, some more muscle, but I don't think that would hamper his speed. Because, quite frankly, how many linebackers do we know that run a sub four four, uh, sub four 440? I, I don't he, he could easily run in the 4-3s if he really, really tries. Um this guy is fast and tall and large. Um so I think if they ask him to put on some weight and he's a four or five guy. Yeah. Yeah. That I'm good with that. I'm good with that. He's running he's running running backs down who pass him. You know, there's like a seventy or eighty yard run almost that he ran a guy down and tackled him. Uh fully impressive. Um, in coverage, he's pretty sticky, so I, I expect him to be able to cover tight ends and running backs, um, and he could very well cover some slot receivers. So Peyton Wilson, in my opinion, is about the only linebacker in this draft class that truly fits. Uh, I was looking at Edron Cooper. He's he's good, but he doesn't do everything that I want. Cooper is not fast sideline to sideline. He is a sideline to sideline muscle board. Uh, he will, if he hits you going sideline to sideline, he'll take you out. Um, he's stouter in the run game than Peyton Wilson, but everywhere else he's lacking. Um, I truly believe that Peyton Wilson right now is going to go from somewhere around a third, fourth round pick to a first round pick once his testing numbers come out. Um, he's the best linebacker in this class. Uh, I, there's no argument in my mind. I've been watching tape on him. I've watched the Notre Dame game, Wake Forest, Marshall, Clemson. Um, and I went back to 2022 for that Clemson game uh, Just because there's not a lot of film out here um, Next somebody be watching them first West Virginia uh, Wait, no No, not in that West Virginia Never mind, they don't have film on that So, whatever um, Oh, I can watch Miami That'll be another good one But, I'm telling you This is this is the guy who we have to go after This is it So, what are your thoughts? Go Pack Go
3: Well, I know you've asked me about him before, and I I think I went through it on the podcast, if I'm not sure. Um, I think we went through a couple different guys, and I know Peyton Wilson was one of them, or at least I'm pretty positive he was. So, not wanting to have to go back that again. I I thought my thought process on it was that he was kind of McDuffie-esque, which, of course, is not a bad thing, but... um, I I don't get the sense that I'm necessarily as uh, over the moon as you are. It does look like he's kind of falling a little bit. He must not have had a very good um, senior bowl performance. Looks like he was there, but um, he dropped 36 spots on the consensus board, and they have him as linebacker six. So it's not to say, like you said, we'll we'll see when the testing numbers come out, Um, and I only watched like half of one game I think so it's certainly it wasn't a deep dive because I think you asked me to look at a bunch of different guys at once and I haven't done linebackers yet so when I circle back I just started corners I've only got two done so far maybe I'll do linebackers next I kind of want to get like safeties or something a little bit more uh exciting I do like linebackers I just don't think it's I shouldn't say we're not going to get a linebacker I don't know we'll see we'll see what happens I generally don't like doing corners so I'm kind of dragging my feet a little bit on this one but I do enjoy kind of watching them now that I have a little bit of an idea of what I'm looking for. So, again, I'm trying I'm trying to go through it as fast as I can. You guys are 20 steps ahead of me right now. You get, you're get dropping names, and it's like, man, I really feel like <laughs> I would have something to say, and I got nothing yet, so I got to pick up the paste picante sauce a little bit here. But I'll get there. I'll get there. In the meantime, just talk to Jake. I should tell Jake to get a call-in number. Then I can call him and ask him your questions. Be like, Jake, what do I do? Tell me what to say. I don't know.
1: Hey Ryan, it's me, Pedro de Red from Brazil. So, man. What's up? So, I was thinking here about the draft. Okay. okay. Let's do it. Um, Ryan Gudekens usually drafts, um, defensive players uh, on the first rounds, first couple of rounds, and usually they play on the positions in which the defensive coordinator was a coach before. So, when we Joe Barry, we drafted a linebacker, K Quaid. Before that, with Mike Patin, we drafted Rishon Gary mm-hmm. on the first rounds. So, thinking about that, and seeing Brian Goodifan's interview, he did a couple of days before, um, I do think we're going on secondary yeah. on the first two rounds, at least one player. You know, we have three picks, and I think we are going to draft at least one player. Of course, it depends on best in the board and who's going to be available, but I do think that if we really like someone or a couple of players and they're going uh to other teams, we might trade up, because I do not think that we're going to be on the third round and we're going to have drafted at least one player to make sure that this defense will work next year. So... Want to hear thoughts about that? And want to know if there's some players that you you like, uh, safeties and, and corners especially. Okay, have a good one and bye bye.
3: Yeah, so Quinion Mitchell right now is the guy, and he's sitting at 23. Um, he mm-hmm. had an unbelievable Senior Bowl. I haven't gotten to him yet. I'm very excited to actually watch him. I did see some of the Senior Bowl clips, and and you know again when you're when you're kind of thinking through what you're looking for with this scheme coming up. I mean, he's not super massive or, or, or big as far as his physical build, but he plays like it, man. He is, he is in your face. He is in your chest and uh, he battles through some stuff. So again, just seeing like practice film from, from, uh, Quinion Mitchell so far, I, I, I am of the opinion he's going to rise quite a bit. Um, so he may be out of range, there's some guys that are up here that I think are going to start to fall. I heard some news on Jerzon Newton that he's probably going to fall out of the first round. He's sitting at 18 right now. They're thinking that by the time it's all said and done, it'll probably be a second round pick. So there's going to be some rejiggering of these things. And so I do wonder, um, I know um, uh, Christian Watson's dad uh, commented on when I had said that. He had. He says he thinks that teams essentially are going to be too cowardly to to pull the trigger too early so we will probably have a shot at him i hope so we'll see i i think that would be a fantastic pick um who else do we got here uh let me just switch over to cornerbacks so cooper de probably gone i know terry and arnold was uh was a thing for a while he has been flying up the boards probably we will continue i know jake was talking about him a while ago as like his you know that's like his guy Nate Wiggins is still slightly ahead of him, but that'll probably change. So we'll see if like Kool-Aid McKinstry or Nate Wiggins end up falling through this process. Otherwise, it drops all the way down to Ennis Rakestraw, uh, who is at 35, which is entirely possible. And you got Kamari Lassiter sitting at 37 out of Georgia, which I don't know if we're still going that route. But if you're looking for that second round pick-ish guy that is uh, out of Georgia, there's that. There's Kalen King. I actually did watch Kalen King. Uh, he's one of the two that I watched. I, I'm not a huge fan of Kalen King. Um, I'm kind of upset that I started with him. I usually start from the bottom. But just the way that I did it, I couldn't even see who the bottom was. So I went with the lowest PFF grade and kind of worked backwards. And he was the lowest. And unfortunately, they only had his worst games. So they had like five different games and all of them were terrible. Like his 57 PFF grade was like the highest game they had available for him. But still, I just... Uh, I wasn't super into it. I would be surprised if that was the pick for the Packers. Have not seen TJ Tampa yet. I know he's kind of moving up. And then uh, safety, it's, you know, Cam Kitchens is supposed to be the top guy, but he's even he's kind of fallen. He was kind of a late first-round guy. Now he's at 40. I think Tyler Newbin is kind of the guy, uh, you know, grades out extremely well. Uh, I'm thinking he's going to end up passing Cam Kitchens pretty soon here. And they actually do have him projected to the Packers in the second round, which is pretty funny. So I think those are my w- without actually watching them. Um, the two guys I'm excited about DB wise are Tyler Newbin and Quinion Mitchell, and obviously Cooper DeGene. But I, I think he's well out of our range. I don't know how aggressive they're going to be in moving up. We'll we'll have to see. I mean, some guys are going to fall, and it's just a question of how far they can fall before the Packers say, "Okay, enough is enough. We got to go get them." And usually the way that works is how many guys they have left on their board that they would take as first round pick. And you get down to you know two left, and they're at about. 19, you start picking up the phone and making some phone calls to see if you can can get up, so uh, but again, I have not really gotten through those yet so I will have to let you know I think that will probably be next is uh, I'll do corners and then I'll do safeties I think will be the next thing, but I'll tell you what, let's leave a couple calls here, uh, we got two left, so we'll see how that turns out tomorrow I'm going to get out of here, you guys have a good rest of your day I'll talk to you tomorrow, have a good one Bye-bye <music>